All right. This is, you know, part two. So the second this, part. This would be the second part. Of the first. Of the first. Well, there was the first part. Right, this is the this second, is the second part. Come one, two. And you're a teacher. Order. You know, one, music teacher. two. Yeah. You're a music teacher? Yeah, one, two, three, four is what we One, music two, three, do. four. But we're only doing. <laughs> There's only two parts. This so is a two This part. is two, four. Yeah, and this is Frontline March. Rewind. One, and so this is part two. And this is Les Carlson and Mike Stan. I'll sit. Good. So this is probably the most important book that I have. Other than the Bible, this is the most Well, important. for my lyric writing. Yes. yes. My lyric writing. So, and, uh, and this is like, a, <clears throat> I can't let go. Well, I've got. This is, this is that mysterious song. The mysterious song. Let me tell you something about the mysterious song. Okay. When we went into to record Gut Level Music, we recorded 11 songs. Now, I didn't remember that. I thought we had recorded only 10. Mm-hmm. And so in 1990, I put together a, a little record of outtakes called um, Mercy Thoughts. Mm-hmm. And I knew I had this cassette right here. And I had GLM Basics. And I thought, and I was going through everything that I had. And I had some unreleased stuff and some demos and some live things. And I thought, well, it'd be cool to, 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 to include something off the GLM Basics just just to have up there. Mm-hmm. What did it sound like putting down? So I put, in fact, put GLM. Well, listening to it, I heard a song on here. And this is 1990. I'm like, what song is that? And I kept thinking, well, I thought we only recorded 10 songs. What song is that? Was that a, like just us practicing? I go, well, that must be the song called Secret Fight that we did on Against the, we did it for Against the Grain. I don't know what it is. So I kind of forgot about it. Yeah. And then um, I had gone through this again in, in like 2010, and that song came up again. I go, what song is that? I don't know, because I was kind of categorizing my cassettes just yeah. to kind of see what I had. Okay. And I still didn't know what song it was. So you have a good memory, but it's short. What? <laughs> so, you can't remember this song. Huh? I'm getting this. You cannot remember. I can't remember what song this is. I'm I'm never going to remember this. So uh, 2014, Greg Hayes from Gritter Records contacted me about Mm re-releasing GLM and wondered if I had any kind of demos or anything. And I said, well, I'll have the basics, the basic tracks, Mm -hmm. with just us on guitar, me on guitar and drums and... um, Bass, nothing else. No vocals, no nothing. We recorded GLM. Oh, okay, we didn't okay, put a scratch okay. vocal. Yeah, yeah. Put a scratch right. vocal, even for that. I don't know why. And well, because the idea was, I think the idea was we wanted it, when we cut the guitars, we wanted it to be live. So I, 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 I sometimes can't walk and chew gum at the same time. So I just, you know, put the guitars down with the idea, not recutting the, the, um, the electrics again, okay. the rhythms. So I... Went through and I, I said, well, I, all I have are, are the GLM basic tracks with just, that's not that interesting with no vocals on it. And, but the, then he says, well, I just, I'm looking at this original Frontline release and it's got a song called I Just Can't Let Go on there. Oh, okay. I went, oh, wait a minute. That must be that song that I don't know what it is. Okay. That's I cool. wonder if I have the lyrics for that. I know I have the lyrics. Where are the lyrics? So I went through my lyric book. Oh, I just can't let go. Where is what? What? It must be it. Where is this thing? And sure enough, sandwich. Sandwich sandwich in between. (laughs) Early versions of um, Hold the Mail. 
No, early versions of Final Hour, and I think actually the next page is calling to you was I just can't let go. There it is. That's you know so, they got the chicken scratch version, which is which is this version. Me trying to figure it all out, you know, trying to write write out the lyrics. So I've got the lyrics. I've got the original track with the drums with, with no and the, with no vocals. So no, I'm like, okay. I'm like, Greg. And we're going back and forth in email. I go, I don't know how this thing goes. And he goes, we'll try to figure it out. So I sat down. I tried to work on it. Mm-hmm. I listened to the, the track and looked at my lyrics going, I don't know how to, I don't know how this goes. It's been 30 years. I wrote this in 1984. Okay. I've never sang it. We never did it live. So... I told Keith what was going on. I said, Keith, you know, they, they want me to try to figure out this song. I don't know how it goes. It's been 30 years. I can't do it. And he looks at me and he goes, you can do it. I what do you mean I can do it? Because you're my stand. You wrote the thing. You can go do it. Go sit back down in there and go figure it out. This is your son? Yeah. Yeah. Good advice. So Keith. I went, okay, I'll go back and I'll try to figure it out. I sat down. And I, and I, and I listened, Lord... You know, if possible, I, I, I really like, I don't know if there's any way you could perform a miracle. I'd sure like to figure this out. It'd be really cool. So I sat there and, and I really took my time, really focused. Instead of like being defeated, I said, okay, let's just get serious about this and figure it out. Uh-huh. So it slowly came back to me, you know, and, and the guitars kind of dictated how the, the melody line went. That's, that's yeah. usually the way I yeah. did it. Even though it's just yeah, all rhythm. the chord changes, you know. So yeah, but yeah, well, so I mean, I so I, I just it just slowly came back to me. I mean, exactly all the nuances. Mm-hmm. And so I did a quick demo just to make sure I didn't forget it. Yeah, you okay. know. And then I had to go back in. We had the rhythm on there, rhythm guitar. So I came back actually in Mildred One, where we are now. We call this place Mildred One. We're at Calvary Church. And I put down the rhythms, which is pretty easy, some new rhythms. But then I had to figure out the lead lines. There were some certain lead lines I had on the intros. And I'm like, oh, what do I do here? And those weren't on there. There's one on there. I'm like, okay, what did I do? So I really had to work. That took me about six hours to figure out what I did. And and I I had to kind of just get myself back in that place again. And then I went ahead and put vocals down to it. And then I, ha- I saw what I did to put vocals. You know, I heard this 30 years later. I, yeah. You know, you, you change a little yeah. bit. Your voice nuances change. And yeah. I've been doing rockabilly sure. and everything like that and clash of cymbals and my solo stuff. So I sat and listened to GLM, the whole record, just to kind of get myself Acclimated back into to that. Yeah, back. Yeah. Like, how do I get back into that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I just sat here in the studio, listened to GLM by myself. Mm-hmm. And then did the vocals, and it took about three hours to do. And, and granted, I you know I, I think it's good. I can't sound like I did thirty years ago, but I think it's as close as I can sound to back then. And I really because I wanted this song right. You get one shot to do something. I wanted to do it right. Pain and suffering I just can't believe We're here 
So Les, Hi, Adele. <laughs> Hi, Les. Hi. Hey, I wanted people to be reminded that we record our shows all the time. Yes. And it's really fun because lately we've been able to get together live with artists. With artists. And yeah. it's been great. So we want to, again, remind you. That we actually air some of the clips, video clips on Frontline Records YouTube channel. Yeah. So it's not just audio anymore. There's some actual video clips that kind of are exciting because you get to see the artists and how we are in real life and our natural habitat behind the microphone. That's right. And most of the time we videotape and we air clips of the artists playing instruments, singing, guitar, yeah. that kind of thing. A lot of fun. Yeah, we throw that in when we can. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's very exciting. We're happy to do this because there's so much great music that um, it needs to be heard. And it's here, right, right here at Frontline Records Rewind. You know, doesn't it, this just, uh, to me, reminds me of the Lord, because he's the beginning and the end. He's seen it all. Yes. So 30 years ago, he's like, just move this one over. That's nothing to just, him. He just moves his song over to the side, you know. And then, and he knows that 30 years later, he's going to reveal this song to you. Your son's going to be involved. Isn't I mean, something? look at what God did. I, it's amazing. And, and, you know, it wasn't that you forgot it because you did end up getting back to where it was. Right. But now your son's in it. He's producing. I know it how cool you. is that. I mean, this it's amazing, and that's the kind of stuff God does. And the, and the thing is, why it. didn't we finish it? Because he that, was I, waiting. I, for I know, but the, the odd thing is, just why do we put it aside? I, I really think, and looking at it, we didn't think the song was that good. I think that because we never performed it. It's really a great song. Yeah, we we always performed everything we did, and this one was literally untested. Mm -hmm. So. Um, I, I I think the consensus was, well, that one's not really together enough. But the thing is, I forgot about it. I completely See, it forgot just about it. It's 30 years. Yeah, the cook it. <laughs> That's right. It would have been nice to have all 24 tracks, but sometimes it's good to have certain limits, mm -hmm. you know? So yeah. the, the, the rough track, and it was a rough track that, that Doug Doyle and Terry and, and Rob Watson put together, mm -hmm. um, but it was good enough that we could, we could make it work. So that's so, a miracle. It's a miracle. It is. It's an absolute miracle. And even where we sandwiched it on the on the on the GLM record, it fits. It's like it, it was meant to be there, and you'll have to find out where that is because this will come. So out you got to get. When does the record come out? It comes out March thirty. Did I say record? You said record. I said it. It's okay. I think you have to say record. Okay. I, you know, it sounds funny. Projects. Is CD. it gonna be on vinyl, possibly? Uh, I think CD first. We'll see how CD? it goes first. Okay. I think CD at first. So mm -hmm. this is really um, Greg Hayes and, and Gerder, and he's the one that really initiated this process. And, you know, it's kind of put a new fire under people for wanting to understand yeah. what the Altar Boys are all about in, yeah. in the ministry of the Altar Boys. It uh, kind of resurrected, and it is, I, I, I attribute it to 100% miracle. I really, really do. Mm -hmm. um, I, it never would have thought it would occur to me to bring back an Altar Boy song or something we recorded. And, and I think you, you mentioned something too. You know, we could have gone back in and re recorded all the, all the mm -hmm. tracks. I mean, mm -hmm. done it right, you know, and had, you know, done all the parts I'm right. Glad you didn't. And done everything right. But the thing is, it, 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 it captured us there at that moment in time. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it's basically like me finishing it up. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? What I would have done anyways. So yeah. that's. It, it captured that moment, that, that magic there. Yeah. And, um, and again, it isn't perfect, but there's, there's, there's something there about it. It's us three mm -hmm. doing, then doing gut level music. And I think there's something special about that. Yeah. This is a song I, another song I wrote on vacation with my wife. 
This time we were in Palm Springs. So, in... so when you want to write, you just go on vacation with your wife. Honey, I'm sorry, I have to write another it kind song. Kind of worked that way. She wouldn't <laughs> want to hear that. But okay. yeah, so Calling to You, we wrote, I wrote uh, in 1984. We were actually running a, a cabin up in the snow. Uh-huh. And they had a little porch out back, a little walkway. I remember I had my guitar and used to get those old headphones, those Walkman. Mm-hmm. And I, Walk back and forth with this, with this riff, which is the intro to Calling to You. Mm-hmm. So um, I wrote the song up there and uh, finished it when I got back home. Wow. So it started in the mountains, and here it is. Yeah, Calling to You. Bands were doing like covers of um, 
different kinds of pop songs. And I thought, well, we need to do a cover of something. I don't know what song we could do. And I and then Donna Summer was real pop at the time, and I know she'd become a believer. And mm-hmm. up pops on the radio, unconditional love. And I thought, well, that that might be something that might work for us. So I sketched out the lyrics. I went down, I think, and bought the 45. They were still selling 45 at the time and popped it in. And wow. I thought we could we could maybe make this work. So I did a little quick kind of punk rock arrangement of it, took it to the guys and said, yes, we like that. So here's Donna Summer's Unconditional Love, done Alter Boy style. Come around Please don't 
Well, what I remember for Terry Taylor uh, producing the records, you know, he, he, he could be doing two things at once. He cracked me up like that. So we Chewing we, gum and... Yeah, yeah he could do that, you know. He, so he, he sometimes would be, you know, they had a couch at the music barrel in the back there where Terry would often sit, um, and he always have a book out. And I just have the glance, and he'd be writing. And I, I eventually came in and said, what, what are you doing back there, Terry? Because I'm writing lyrics. I go, what? I mean, for me, it's got to be absolutely silent, no sound, completely focused. You know, that's changed a little bit since I've had kids. But at the times, like, you're writing what? Uh-huh. I'm writing lyrics for our new album. I go, how how can you be producing our record and, and, and writing lyrics at the same time? He goes, I just do it. I thought, okay. So that was my Terry Taylor kind of story. And I, and that, I always thought, it was like, wow, to be able to do that, have that much concentration and be able to do that was amazing. Um, Terry was also um, a real good uh, at kind of keeping the, the, the production going and moving along. You know, if I, I felt I was dwelling on things too long because I'm very slow. Say, so, you know, Mike, in the end, it's not going to matter. It's good enough. Move on. <laughs> so I just remember about Terry. Sound like Terry? So Les, I've got this green book. Yeah. Green book, what does it say on the front? Uh, it's GLM. GLM. So would you believe I took this green book with the lyrics to A Falling World, which was on Against the Grain, but mainly with the lyrics to Final Hour. I took this green book with me to a festival. Let me find Final Hour here. There it is right there. Final Hour. Okay, it's still Chicken Scratch. Okay? Yeah. Just, can I you can like read it. it. Well, sure. I got my trifocals on. <laughs> so I took this book with me to Cornerstone 85, okay? All right, this is the only set of lyrics I have for Falling World and for Final Hour. This That's is right. it. I lose this. I mean, I did have some sketches in my earlier books, but really the final lyrics are right here. Mm-hmm. Okay, and we're behind the stage, and I'm writing out set lists from this book. Yes. And then I set this book down, and I leave. Big I mean, mistake. literally... Literally, I leave, we leave, and this book is sitting behind the stage at Cornerstone 85. You mean you fly out of town? Literally, yeah. We flew to, I think we flew from there to, either back home, we flew to Florida for some But gigs. your green book is sitting on My the green app, book probably. is sitting behind, so there's all kinds of things back there. Oh, my gosh. Water bottles and Coke cans and guitar picks and Separation strings. anxiety. Well, not until I got I'm home. Being, yeah. And I went, where's my green book? Oh, this is traumatic. Where's my green book? And I'm just looking all over. Where's my green book? book? Uh oh. Oh, I left it at Cornerstone. So I got on the phone. He didn't have cell phones, so use the rotary. (laughs) (laughs) Dick Randall, gotta find Dick Randall. Dick Randall was the MC. Mm -hmm. And so I finally tracked him down. Dick, it's Mike Stand. How you doing? How's it going? Hey, by any chance, did you find a green book? behind stage yes i did would you by chance have the book yes i kept it because i thought it was important yeah it's important mm-hmm. so 
And here it is with you it's today. It's with me today. A little ripped up, but uh, had it been thrown uh, away, then there would have been no final hour. I don't think I had enough of the old lyrics to be able to do that. Reunited and it's understood. No, oh, that a, song, but I do heaven. know Peaches and Yeah, well, that's not reunited. Style, you know, okay. <laughs> so... I, Look, I don't care. That's the story. I don't care if it's not your style. It worked for the story. That's the story of Final Hour. I'm providing some music here. It's also got how many t-shirts we sold then, too. How many? I don't know. Probably a lot. How much? This many. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. And cassettes and albums. Bumper stickers. Yeah. Oh, Derry Doherty's signature is in here. Who? Derry Doherty. Oh, my gosh. This is a song I wrote in 1984. 1985, around that era, it all kind of mixed it, and it was kind of a heavier song for me, and it talked about what Jesus went through in the garden before he went to the cross. It said he sweat great, uh, or uh, sweat great drops of blood. So this is the song, Final Hour.
All right. So uh, this radio show is really produced by Frontline Records, right, Adele? Yes, and you can find all of the music by yeah. Frontline Records artists and a copy of all of these shows on FrontlineRecords.us. So that would be FrontlineRecords.us. Correct. If you go online and, and you type that in, yes, you're going to be brought directly to the front door of FrontlineRecords.us. Wow. S, S, S. S, S. To give one wow, of Les's can, sound effects. You can do effects, too. <laughs> two, two, three, four, five. All right. When you think about the trio on the road and what was happening at that time, what were some of the, the times when you guys looked at each other and went, wow, that was the Lord? I think, I think every day. Every day. It was a miracle. I think when we, we first ventured out in about 1986 and I went on the road, uh, a guy named Bob Collins' crew um, booked uh, about 10 dates for us. Mm-hmm. What'd that look like? You guys were in a Volkswagen or what? Yeah, basically a truck, an old pickup truck. Okay. And someone had to sit in the back and it was usually me because I like to sleep all day. Because <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't sleep at night. I was always the guy that drove at night. I was always the one that drove till 3 a.m. Okay. and slept during the day. Uh, so... <laughs> So that was how the, the breakdown of the group was. You were the night driver. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think even going, as I'm, as I'm thinking about this, I think the big thing for us, too, um, was when we went to Cornerstone 84. Okay. That was, that was huge, too. We drove from L.A. to Cornerstone? No, we flew. We always flew. We oh, never drove across country. Oh, to, Did you oh. know that? We never drove across country. Never really? drove across country. Always flew. I know. Okay. The farthest we got was New Mexico. Oh. In Arizona, we never okay. went past that. I mean, as far as driving. Okay. If we went to if we went to Texas, we we flew. Any place else we flew. What and about we West Coast? Did you go north and south? Well, we flew. No, we flew. There's not much south. Well, we here. went as far as far as uh, Sacramento, uh, or maybe Ooh, above. Eight United hours. City. Yeah, and that was it. We never. But I mean, we drove a lot. I mean, we used to drive a lot up to Northern California, up to Tracy. We had a lot of concerts up to sure. Tracy. But you were doing a lot of the big. Christian festival type things? A lot of festivals. You know, obviously Cornerstone 84, and that was a big surprise for us. Honestly, we... What happened? Well, that was through um, MRC, Jim Kempner at the time, and I remember being down at the office and when Adele was there too as well. Hmm. <laughs> well, she was Adele Merrick back then. Remember that, huh? Pretty good. Adele Merrick. And we, uh, there was just this... this, this energy going on down there. Everybody talking about this and what's going on? This festival we got invited to back in Illinois. Oh, the East Coast. No, the Midwest. Illinois. It's the East Coast. Yeah, it? yeah. Uh, and so, that, I don't remember what that was, maybe April 1984. So, anyways, we, we hop on the plane and get out there and I'm thinking, no one's going to know us out here. Uh-huh. No one's going to care. And, then, and we were scheduled to go on Saturday afternoon. Friday night, the choir, youth choir at the time played. And I, so we, we got in kind of late and we, what we ran into Derry and like, how'd it go, Derry? You know, what'd you think? And he goes, oh man, Mike, it was great. I go, well, did anybody know you? Oh, they know who you are. They know us. They're going to love you guys. I go, really? Yeah. And sure enough, the, the, the next day, I mean, the energy was just amazing. And, and then the cool thing is someone captured uh, one song, I'm Into God, uh, on there. So it's one of our... One of our videos, you can find it on YouTube. Is that part of that uh, collage that's up there now on YouTube? 
the, you know, sort of like the history, sort of the documentary. Yes. yes, yes, our documentary. Well, yeah, we put together a documentary, and someone edited us and Undercover. And I don't know if the choir got a, a video or not. They mm-hmm. might have. You can ask Derry about that. Maybe all of us. But we got a really nice video. I mean, they got we played really good. The energy in the crowd. I mean, when we were done, we went, wow. I mean, yeah. it, it, it was the four of us at the time, yeah. Steve Panier. And that was like, okay, this is something very, very special. It's when it hit us, and uh-huh. we knew. And we actually played Calvary Chapel, uh, Costa Mesa, which was having concerts the next week when we got back. And we just felt, okay, this is, this is legit. This yeah. is legit. You know, the, the, there's something special going on here. Got some stories. Got a lot of stories. And then my church here. Yeah. Where we're at right now. This is Mildred One where we are. I know you guys Mildred have Mildred One. Now this is you've given this room a name. Right. It's Mildred One because at this you you spent a lot of time in here. I've spent a lot of time in this this room at, at my church, Calvary Church of Santa yeah. Anna, my home church for over twenty five years. Wow. They put up with me. Okay. And this room is special because Okay, we're, you can't see folks out there, but uh, if you look at the wall behind me, I had a desk here where we're sitting, I had a desk, and this church... So, where this was filmed today. Yes, where this was filmed today. This church gave me um, permission when I was doing my master's to co-parent study. I did my master's in education. So I probably literally spent 300 hours up here, easy two years, easy, wow. maybe more, doing my master's degree. So I would... Um, work during the day and come out here at night and work from about 11 or 8 to 12 at night studying um, three or four wow. days a week and then come in Saturdays at 7 and 6 o'clock in the morning and work till I was done. I did it all online, all my master's. Don't, I wouldn't recommend that at all, doing your master's online. It was horrible. But I did. It took me about two years to do. Mm-hmm. And this is also the place where I recorded um, Alter Billy's Heading Out West. I probably spent a good 300 hours up here <laughs> at the same desk Wow. Recording the guitars and the vocals to Heading Out West. Took me that long. I'm very, 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 very slow. I don't even want to say methodical. I'm just slow. Well. Takes me a long time. I told you the tortoise won the race. Well, I guess. Well, I wound up on Heading Out West double tracking all the guitar, lead guitars. (laughs) Where are you going? I'm Heading Out West. It's going to take me a long time (laughs) to to get get there. there. Even though I'm here. Yeah, I'm already west. I'm already west. I'm still headed out I'm that still way. Headed out that way. That's how slow I am. I'll get there eventually. What is it like? <laughs> a block to the beach? Yeah, exactly. I'll be there in a couple of years. So I went up double tracking everything <laughs> on heading out west, all the leads, and halfway through, I'm like, "What in the world am I doing? Why am I doing this? Why am I double tracking?" And I'm and I that's and double I, tracking the time. And I'm. <laughs> But I was committed, so yeah. I had to finish it that way. Yeah. Believe me, I'll never do that again. So I spent a lot of time here. Also in the studio, um, recorded. Um, I'm just can't. I just can't let go the guitars to it. But the you can't see again out there, folks. But my Marshall over there, and I was in. We have two rooms connected. When mm-hmm. I spent probably spent fifty to seventy hours doing that. Wow. The guitars and the vocals again. <laughs> Very slow, slow, not necessarily methodical. No. You don't want to hold on, it takes me to write songs. Very slow. That's good. 40, average 50 hours a song it takes me. Um, but then again, someone on GLM took me 20 minutes. Yeah. I'd like to dedicate the, the, the first cut of the record to um, Calvary Church of Santa Ana, You Are Loved. Because... The one thing that this church is, is great at is really accepting people 
and really, you know, Pastor Dave Mitchell has a real heart for wanting right now to really, uh, well, he told me, he told us a story when he was first starting out in the church, his church, uh, I believe it was in Corona, and he became a pastor, first time becoming a pastor, and when he was, his first day, the toilet backed up, uh-huh. and there was no one there to, wow. no one there to clean it up, and he, I mean, it's his first day in the job. Mm-hmm. And that's when he realized that was his job to clean up people, clean up people's messes. Mm-hmm. And so that's what he that's what he does is he helps to clean up yeah. our messes that we make and with his instruction. So I'd like to dedicate your love to Calvary Church of Santa Ana because it talks about to all the hearts that have been broken, to all the dreams that have been abandoned. Broken people need to come to church and find healing. You know, you won't find perfection and life. Yes, you won't find perfection. You won't find, you know, uh, all the answers in people, but you will find it in Jesus Christ, which is what we're pointing to. Yes. And that's what this church does very well. And here it is, your left, GLM.
Um, Calvary Church is, is, Pastor Dave, you know, every morning says, hey, you know, I preach out of the word and um, my, I'm grounded in the word I, and what, what, what the Bible says. Mm-hmm. And um, which brings me to the song, Life Begins at the Cross. I mean, that's where it all begins as church. And we have a, we have a big giant cross in front of the church that was actually built from some of the old pews that used to be in there. They built a big cross in there. Oh, cool. And um, he's very adamant about preaching the cross. It all comes down to the cross. And when you come here, you hear the message of Christ. You know, he doesn't teach us a lot of things to um, necessarily build us up or self-improvement program. It's about Christ. It's about the, the good news and not packaged in a way that necessarily like, you know, if you don't believe this is going to happen to you, you better believe. But in such a way that um, to, to bring life here, make it abundant in what mm-hmm. Christ talked about and, yeah. and to build us up here. So Life Begins at the Cross, written by Rick Alba, is dedicated to Calvary Church Santa Ana as well. So the first song and the last song. And I guess we can say everything in between too, right? Yeah.
So Les, we wanted to remind fans today yeah. that we videotape our Rewind sessions. Uh-huh. And we use clips of those sessions on our Frontline Records YouTube channel. That is exciting. It is, because most of those clips are actual live performances by the artists that you interview on Frontline Records Rewind. Yeah, and it has been a lot of fun. Yes. So we want to share that with you. Check it out. Frontline Records YouTube channel. Yeah. Okay, so Mike, we've been talking about altar boys, yes. and, and it's and you know what an amazing. I feel sacrilegious about going to this next subject a little bit. How do you know? <laughs> How do you know? I'm going to ask you about because we just talked about altar boys. Yes, oh, I'm asking. I asking. You know what? Hey. And yes, that's where I am now. And and you know, I I kind of keep both separate altar boys and altar billies a little bit separate because I know that there's a lot of people that just like what I did for the altar boys. You know, like I respect back that and they haven't kind of yes. crossed over to what okay. I'm doing with the altar bellies and and so I try to keep them so as separate you, entities you don't want to alter the altar boys <laughs> yeah. and you don't want to alter I don't the it, altar that's bellies. the ER I don't want to A-L-T-E-R either one so I sort of keep them separate but yeah I'm I'm playing and you know we we the idea of the altar bellies it was not to, to kind of I don't want to say shame the name of Alter Boys or whatever. We needed a name. We were just kind of do something for fun. It was a kind of a once a month thing that we were going to do for fun and um, just to play. You know, I've been introduced to, to understanding rockabilly a little more and to my friend John Hollings, mm-hmm. and who I'd met about 10 years ago. And he basically said, you know, Mike, you're kind of playing rockabilly now. You don't even know it. So he maybe helped me connect the dots. And so when I finished my master's up in about 2009, we decided to do a little project together. But they had to just playing once a month and taking Alter Boy songs and what we could say, billing them up. And um, this led to that. And before I could say yeehaw, I started writing again. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't been writing in about five to ten. been a while since. I've written little things, but mm-hmm. seriously sitting down and writing. So the group is kind of taken by surprise because... And the song has actually been pretty good. Very, very surprising for me. I didn't think, you know, songwriting is like a muscle. If you don't use it, you just, it just doesn't yeah, yeah. work. And so the fact that I could still create, you know, granted, a little different uh, tweak on things. But really, it, I'll say this, it's not really that far from what I've done. A lot of people will say, well, you know, we want this, we want what you did. And I respect that, and I and I understand that, and I'm not going to like force people to like what I'm doing now. But it, folks, it really isn't that far away. The message, mm-hmm. and even a lot of the music isn't really that far away because rockabilly really was the punk rock at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean? I'm not talking about necessarily swing music, but I'm talking about genuine rockabilly. Eddie Cochran, you know, John early Johnny Cash, early early Elvis, Johnny Burnett. A lot of these early players, man, it was it was incredible stuff. So we put out our first record in 2010, and then more lately we put out a record called uh, Heading Out West. So I'd be most thankful if you guys would play a song, a track from that record. In fact... Uh, which one is it? The song Heading Out West, which is really okay. about the Jews, about the Hebrews actually at the time in Egypt, mm-hmm. and their plight from, from Egypt. Only they didn't head west, did they headed east? But that doesn't come off real well. Heading out east doesn't come off. They eventually did head west. Well, not in, not in. Uh, but but it so talks about how so. how the, about what they went through with with the Pharaoh and and the, I mean the story from the Bible, mm-hmm. okay, about uh, Moses and and and, and leading us so the whole thing. So that's the title cut heading out west. 
I know. You have to listen to the song. It works. Yeah. Let's do it. Here it is. And now West, the Alto Billies. Yeah. Again. Hey, Les. Here's something yeah. new that we're doing with our Frontline Records Rewind shows. What is it? We are putting together playlists on Spotify of the music that we feature on the Rewind episodes. Oh, cool. Yes. That's so great. People, a lot of people are into Spotify. Yeah. And so they can go to their, to the Frontline Records Spotify playlists and find our music with our featured artists. So remember... Frontline Records. You can't forget. You've got a better memory than that. It's Spotify. That's right. It's Frontline Records Rewind. Who are the bandmates? Right now, well, the, the bandmates are John Hollings, and a name all of us are familiar with, Mr. Chuck Cummings from Common Bond and Dakota oh. Motor Company and the Lifesavers and wow. Value Pack 
Yeah. And so many bands. In fact, he did a two-week tour with the Altar Boys in England in 1988 when oh. Jeff um, broke his hand skateboarding. Now, who was it? I, this is personal for me. I saw a video, Altar Billies, and you plugged into the mud. That was Chuck's idea. See? That was, that was great idea. awesome. That was a one-track deal, too. I love that. That's how I'm still standing. And that was Chuck's idea of plugging in. And then we have a new one called Aim and High where he now plugs into the snare drum, the side of the snare drum. So, wow. And he's an incredible drummer. But incredible plugging guy. into the mud, mud is real cool. <laughs> it was ingenious. And he's like, I'm going to try this, Mike. Well, it's, it's ground. <laughs> it's right. definitely the ground, grounded. The ground has power. <laughs> That's right. It's grounded. Dirt has I'm power. I'm plugging into the mud. Exactly. Rock so on. Chuck is a great drummer. John Hollings, upright bass. Ma- amazing players, amazing mm-hmm. guys. And again, this is... Not like the kind of thing where we're going to go out and go to, on tour go crazy. We are going to audio feed, though, yeah. this summer. So this will be our first little trip. But mainly we stay close to home with all our jobs and our family. There's enough to do here. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we finally. It's a good finally. It, it was finally. But it's yeah, because we, we take we, our time. And <laughs> what an experience. This has been a great time. Les Carlson. Thank you, Les. Mike Stan. Thank you. I'm going to sit. Uh, <laughs> tell me to stand. He's always telling me to stand. All right. There. You All came right. up with the joke. Yeah. So I'm just running to the ground. All right. All right. Thank you, Les. Thank you, Mike. 